Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him, the mouthpiece of the faith and work movement. We're your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. And we have some pretty exciting new things that have happened within I Work For Him, and I want to make sure you know about them. The most important thing I want to direct you to right now is the awakenpodcastnetwork.com. This is a a place that is made just for you, listener, not only to find I Work For Him, but to find other voices that are speaking into your faith and your work and how they connect. And in different ways, Jim, one of the things that we know is that we are one voice. Well, actually, we're two voices, right? But we, we are talking about lifting up other people and what they are doing in their workspace. And other people are doing that too through podcasts. So awakenpodcastnetwork.com is a place where you can go and find over a hundred and growing every day podcasts that are there for you to go and search out and start listening to that can help you in your daily walk at work. Awakenpodcastnetwork.com. You know, 55% of the workforce today is made up of women. 36% of the population in the United States of America they proclaim to be born-again believers in Jesus Christ. That means almost 33 million working women who follow Jesus. Where do they go for specific discipleship and connecting their faith to their work and living out their calling in their workplace? There are more and more ministries popping up around the United States specifically focused on the unique needs of Christian working women. Today, we head off to Charlotte, North Carolina to talk to Nadia Dixon, National and International Director of the, I get all choked up about this. <laughs> National International Director of the Master's Program for Women online at the Master's Program for Women.org. Nadia Dixon, welcome to I Work for Him. Good morning, Jim and Martha. Well, so wonderful to be here with you. We are super happy to have you. And I got all choked up in that introduction. <laughs> We're going to talk about how you connect your faith to your work and what it looks like. But first, why did you become a Jesus follower? Well, Um, I wasn't raised in a Jesus-following family. I have two very loving, hardworking parents. One came from Lebanon as um, a Muslim, and the other was raised in a Christian home. Um, But when they met, it wasn't pretty. Both families um, really resisted. So when they had me and my brother, they did not raise us in any religion. And I was introduced to Jesus when I was in university, my first year, I was 18 years old. And I didn't really intellectually understand what was being introduced, but I felt such an incredible conviction. And the Holy Spirit just overtook me. I I, I didn't understand why someone had to die on a cross, why blood had to be shed, but there was just this strong conviction that I was hearing the truth. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, I had a whole month off for Christmas break and started to read a good news Bible. And um, I just said, Jesus, if this is true, if this is real, if you're real, I want to know you and I want you to come into my life and be my Lord. And that just started a whole new path for me. It was, it was a radical conversion. I was such a hellion, actually. <laughs> So um, I am shocked. I, <laughs> <laughs> I met him in my first year of university and I have never been the same. Oh, what a great encouragement for our listeners because you know a lot of times we hear the reverse story and to hear that you when you went to university 
met Jesus and um, that your life has never been the same is such a great encouragement for all of us that maybe know people that are entering university and and we don't know what that's going to mean for them and how they're going to be impacted. So um, keep praying, everybody, because I am sure somebody prayed you into that spot. So, yes. Nadia, today you are, you know, I'm going to just list a few of the roles. We know you're daughter of the king. You're a wife. You're a mother. You're an executive. How do you balance how have you learned to balance all of those roles? I'm still learning, Martha. You know, um, practice makes progress. <laughs> okay, there we. That's I will a good say one. that practice makes perfect yep. because life changes, and as life changes, balance has to change. And so, I've learned a lot about, um, and the hard way. I've learned it the hard way. I've made a lot of hard choices and have had to live with the consequences of them, but. Um, one of the things that we are really, really passionate about um, in the master's program for women is teaching women about life balance and margin and focus. So um, because I have been equipped that way, I practice it as much as I can. And it's nice to talk about balance and it's nice to talk about living for Jesus, but sometimes we face adversity. Where do you find that you face the most resistance in your life to living out your faith? You know, that's such an interesting question. I, I feel like I'm in a weird place right now in my life. It's been, it's been strange to me. I, I have um, transitioned from being in full-time um, professional, you know, vocational life as a consultant and working with different companies and branding. And since, 20, um, since 2015, I've really been around Christians. Mm-hmm. And I'm surrounded by believers. (laughs) So perhaps what my sense of challenge is coming from is um, I feel like my impact is is felt as I'm equipping other believers, but I'm now challenged to get more into my neighborhood and my community. And I've had such a national focus. I haven't been very local. And so this is my personal challenge. Mm. If you had asked me, uh, you know, 10 years ago, um, I probably would have said that I was so um, excited about Jesus that I wanted to bring him into everything I do. And I'm a very verbal person. Well, I've had, I had to live very stealth um, in the marketplace, but there are always opportunities and ways that I got to live out my faith. So let's talk about your work for just a little bit. How do you, you know, maybe this is a tip you want to give somebody or just share a little bit about how you're able to keep your work from getting in the way of, you know, your faith and your family. And especially maybe now where it's all in the same space, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And probably for a lot more people now. Yes. Um, Yeah. So when I started working from home, Again, that was a great area for me to practice balance. I had a lot of counsel from my husband. I could see the signs in my children that I was not good at um, compartmentalizing. Mm. For me as a woman, my home is my home. And if I, can, if I can sneak out of that door and put a load of laundry in the machine, I'm going to do it. If I can take something out of the freezer and get it ready for dinner, I'm going to do it. And then likewise, the other way around, if I had something that was weighing over me that was work-related at 7.30 or at 8 o'clock at night, I would do it. So I really had to, again, balance margin and focus, determine what I wanted my ROI to be in the areas of my life, 
and to make sure that I uh, was practicing time leadership. Is there an ROI on laundry? Yes. <laughs> Definitely. That's why you don't have spots all over your shirt. I, <laughs> laundry in the perspective of ROIs. Like it's dirty, get it clean, put it back away, fold it, put it back. Okay. Right, oh, right. yeah. But right. the, the piles don't stop just because I do. No, that is that is true. Listen, we're talking today with Nadia Dixon from the Master's Program for Women. We want you to check her out online while we're on this break. The Master's Program for Women.org. The Master's Program for Women.org. We'll be right back. When I was young, I always dreamed of being on camera because on camera I could always make funny faces and be ridiculous. YouTube is that dream. There are tons of iWorkFrame videos out there on YouTube, each one designed to help you unlock God's purpose for you and your work. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube, iWorkForHim. That's iWork, the number four, him. Hey, today we're talking with Nadia Dixon from the Master's Program for Women. Nadia, I want to get into the conversation. Since 2017, you've been working for the Nas- as the National Director and now International Director for the Master's Program for Women. Why did you take this role? Well, when I first became a participant in the Master's Program for Women in 2009, it, ra- it radically changed my life. I was a believer. I loved Jesus, but I quickly realized as I went through the program that uh, there were a lot of areas in my life that were yet examined or put before the Lord. And so, you know, working from the inside out, I experienced such life change. And I was invited to be a coach here in Charlotte. So I became a coach. And then I was excited to see that life change in other women um, as I began to present the material and facilitate it and coach it. As our founder, Sandy Olson, was getting ready to step away she called, um, she called me and asked me to pray about stepping into the national role. I was so excited uh, and nervous about the opportunity because uh, what I learned as I coached my class and started to meet other classes is that there's an amazing collective and collaborative um, power and synergy as these women come together from across the nation and now internationally when, when they love God and they want to be all in, and they get together. The creativity and the innovation and the support and the encouragement and even in the accountability that's needed comes together. And I wanted to be a part of that. I mm. wanted to be a part of expanding that tribe, you know, outside of the U.S., into Canada, my home country, and um, into the world, because I know God is raising up women right now And I wished I had actually experienced this program earlier in my life. Well, let's talk about that program because a lot of our listeners have may not even have any idea what we're talking about. So explain to us what the master's program for women is all about. Well, the master is Jesus. And the master's program, the very first one, was his first three years with the disciples. And so it is formatted on that. If you wanted to read a case study, read about the disciples and Jesus and his three years with them, mentoring them and releasing them and having them come back and um, share and report what they experienced. And so the master's program for women is a discipleship program. It's personal and professional and spiritual formation from the inside out. And in that journey and in that process, we live a life examined and we understand the concepts of life mastery. Jesus was the master and he walked in life mastery. Also, we discover what our life mission is. 
But to walk effectively in our life, life mission, we have to have an understanding of life mastery or we can quickly implode from the pressures and all the demands that our life mission will require of us. Well, along that along that journey of understanding our kingdom assignment or our life mission, we have many roles that we play. You named them at the beginning of the program. That is our first area of stewardship. And mm-hmm. life mastery is personally, and then in my family, as a wife, as a mother, and then as a professional, and how I create wealth, and how I steward it, and how I impact the kingdom so and, and authentically. Is this done in groups? Is it done one-on-one? How is this done? It's done in cohorts. So um, okay. our women's That wasn't one of my choices. Are... Groups, one of my cohorts. Isn't that something you do at school? Like a cohort. <laughs> You're bringing together a whole bunch of people who are going to consp- conspire against somebody. A cohort. <laughs> cohort. I know. Well, the cohort, I say, or a group of 12 women, okay. like the 12 disciples. 12 is the number. Um, come together with a lead coach. And there may be two coaches that co-facilitate a group. We have them across the country. And now we are predominantly virtual. Mm-hmm. Until places open up, but we will continue to do it virtually because we've actually had people come in from cities that don't have a local cohort and a local coach. So they'll come in virtually across the country. So we'll continue to do it virtually, but there's something so powerful about the in-person meetings. Oh yeah. If people can can make it to those meetings, it's it's a day long for 12 sessions. So we have 12 day long sessions. We go over um self-paced curriculum, but we'll go over those concepts and go over coaching and, the, and beginning to implement that in that session day. And then there's group coaching in between those 12 sessions and a peer coach for you. So um, you're not just get, it's not an information dump. It really is um, learning the concepts, the biblical concepts that apply to life, your marketplace calling, every, every aspect of you um, so that you're, you're an authentic model uh, of Jesus, you know, you're you're being created in His image. You you were created in His image. You're revealing more of His image in all the spaces of your life, everywhere you lead. Okay, so just logistically, so does that mean if it's it's three years and you meet twelve times, so it's every quarter basically you have one of those one day sessions, and every then the quarter. other things. Okay, I just That's like right. to know those because you know a lot of people, you know, women, we're like, okay, what am I committing to? How much time, you know, and I. Um, so those are just some great details. And so where can our listeners, if they're hearing about this and they're like, oh, I want to find out more about this, either for myself or a coworker or a, you know, a friend or a sister or wife or, you know, whoever might be listening, who they might think this might be good for, how do they learn more about it? How do they um, take that next step? Well, the best way is to attend a briefing, which is a luncheon uh, or a one hour online through Zoom. Okay. Or they are, they are able to come to that first day session and audit. Mm. So if they go to the website, the Master's Program for Women.org, there's an opportunity for them to sign up for a briefing or a luncheon. We usually mm-hmm. do it from 12 to, new, uh, 12 to 1. And it is a coaching session on its own. So it, that's just a, an enriching experience by itself. Does it matter where they are in the country? I mean, these are happening all over the country, but it's you're saying it's mostly virtual right now. So it doesn't matter where they are in the country. They could even be in Canada, eh? That's right, eh? And we actually time it so that I have classes that meet, that, that you know, women gather from the West Coast and the East Coast. And so it's, it's 
it's easy and accommodating both of them, you know, both groups of people, time zones. All right. We're talking today with Nadia Dixon. She's from the master's program for women.org. If you'd like to check it out, maybe you're one of those women who just would really like to know what's my life mission. I want to do this life mastery thing. I want to get a briefing on what is this all about? Check it out online. The master's program for women.org. We'll be right back. One of the ways I keep Jim under control is to tell him to go write something. It's sometimes the only quiet I get during the day. I would love it if you would go and subscribe to our weekly blog so I can keep getting those quiet moments every week. I could use more, but I will be grateful for at least that one half hour. Jim's blog is written from his heart on what our father is speaking loudly to him right now. I think you'll enjoy it. Iworkforhim.com and click on the word blog to subscribe. All right, we're back with Nadia Dixon from the Master's Program for Women.org. We'd love for you to check it out online, the Master's Program for Women.org. Maybe you'd like a briefing. Maybe you'd like to check this out. It's a three-year commitment, 12 one-day meetings with women from all over the country. Let's talk about the kind of women that participate in the Master's Program for Women. And I want to ask about your life mission. But so what kind of women do you have participating? Are we talking, is this only for executives or could it be for anybody in any level of organization? It can be anyone who is in leadership that is uh, that wants to steward their influence for the kingdom. These are women who want more beyond a nominal Christian experience. They want to understand their calling. They may know they need balance, margin, and focus in their life. They may be burning um, the candle at both ends, maybe in transition or preparing for transition Mm. and want to be completely ready for what's next. Or those who just want to connect with other women who love God, who are seeking his kingdom and his, his calling for them, there's something very powerful about the network right. and about the, the collaboration. So when you say in leadership, they don't have to be at the top of leadership. They could be middle management leadership. They could be vice presidents. They don't have to be CEOs and owners, right? They could Correct. be, okay. All right. So you mentioned that you learn all about life mission. Why don't you just share with people what your life mission is? Because I'm sure it's a succinct little deal here. I believe it is. So as I went through the program, I realized how much I loved working with women and I, I have such a passion and a desire to help unleash women to walk in the fullness of who they are in Christ and what they're called to do, how they're called to co-create with him. So really empowering high-impact leaders um, to be fully engaged in their calling and to, and to know God more. I, I don't believe you can do one without the other. Mm. We find out who we are in Christ. That's where our identity is found. And then we learn the dreams he has for us. So when you were able to um, articulate that and put that down, did how did that feel? How did that impact you? Obviously, we know where you've ended up now, but um, you know, how did that how how did that take you to that next place? Well, I first of all, I was I was a little surprised. I had lived in a world full of men. <laughs> I told you, I was even in a rock band before I became a Christian, and. You know, my husband's in racing. I've got two sons and I have a male dog. Um, and so I, but I lived okay in that world. And I actually resisted women's ministries. I actually resisted those mm-hmm. types of um, spaces. As I was around, you know, more and more women who love God, who are authentic, that I aspired to become like, I realized, wow, God, you're doing something here. So it, you know, I became unleashed myself. Yeah. 
and um, and just realize that this is something that God is doing, that this, this is the time that we're in. And, and so prayed accordingly. I was like, okay, God, well, where would you have me advance the kingdom with you in this area? So it all came together. It made a lot of sense. Oh, that's so good. So tell us quickly just one story of impact of a woman that you know has gone through the master's program for women and um, the kind of impact that they've seen in their life. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I have so many stories, um, but one locally here in Charlotte that I got to um, experience over a few different generations of classes. So one woman came in and she was in transition and it was a bit of a brokenness for her. She began an organization here in Charlotte that um, impacted our, you know, marginalized women here locally, but also impacted women and their dignity outside of this country in places in Latin America and in Africa. So creating jewelry pieces outside of the country, sending in the materials here, and then actually hiring um, women who are, you know, find it hard to find employment. They may be part, uh, they may be, you know, resettled refugees. They may be women who are coming out of a domestic abuse situation. Mm -hmm. They may be women coming out of human trafficking. And so being able to hire these women, give them dignity, get them to work with an artisan, create jewelry pieces that are, you know, for sale here. And she, she, now she's all over the world, but just to watch her grow in her own leadership in that follow God, dream big with him. Mm -hmm. And then in the the following classes, I saw other graduates who learned about the program come in. One ended up being her chair for the board of directors. Another one came in um, to work internally in the organization and the impact that they had going on, you know, vision trips, working with these women outside of the country. So I think that one appeals to me a lot because she's still working and unleashing um, women who maybe don't know who they are in Christ. Can we find so out about that? Was, can we find out about that program online? Yes, you can. What's that it? is fashionandcompassion.org. Fashionandcompassion.org. All right, That's Nadia right. Dixon, we're out of time, but I got to ask one more question. We're just going to blow past the time barrier today. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, because, here's something we've learned. Now, we've interviewed almost 500 women on this show over the last eight years. And what we have seen is that Christian working women suffer from one complex that seems to be overarching. And it's this Wonder Woman complex where they try to be super duper and everywhere. They want to have superpowers as a mom, as, an, mm -hmm. as a worker, as a wife. And sometimes then we get into grandmotherhood and all this stuff. How do you help women get over the guilt that they can't be Wonder Woman? Well, we really help women understand who they are authentically. And when you feel the need to become a Wonder Woman, it, it usually there is a root cause for that. And so we do go deep in some places. Um, the, the need to over-function and to do more, there's, you know, we're already validated in Christ. And he has not given us more than we can handle. He has given us our, um, our roles to function in that will not deplete us 24 hours. Everybody has 24 hours. And so as, as we learn more about the roles and the prioritized living that we should have in the life seasons and life stages, we don't have to do more than that. And that is a lie by the world, by the enemy, because he wants us exhausted. He wants us depleted. And we are not our best self 
for our children, for our husbands, for our companies, our uh, co-workers. And so, uh, first of all, it's understanding the lie, getting free from the lie, and learning how to walk authentically as Christ has um, created us. Mm. Nadia Dixon with the Master's Program for Women. Thanks for being on I Work for Him today. Thank you, Jim and Martha. It's a pleasure. Check her out online, themastersprogramforwomen.org, themastersprogramforwomen.org. You've been listening to I Work for Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I I work for for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iWorkForHim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at iWorkForHim to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at iWorkForHim and online iWorkForHim.com. I work the number number four, him.com.